Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by David Subar, managing partner of Interna, experienced with teams greater than 100 people in multiple locations, domestic and international, in-cloud and colo environments. He's delivered internet scale products on web, mobile, and OTT that have touched large numbers of users, up to 600 million page views a month, and 1 million video views per day on mobile. David, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started? So I got started uh, doing research and development in artificial intelligence and machine learning at a military-owned think tank in D.C. Thought that's what I wanted to do for a living. Thought I wanted to develop science. And what I found out was I hated it. But And here's the pivot point was, Look, I was born a nerd, right? I'm congenitally a nerd, but I wanted to build, use technology to build products that change markets. And doing research, you wrote a paper and you presented a conference and maybe a couple hundred people listened to you and nothing would happen. And that wasn't what I was built to do. I was built to build products that did things for people, for markets. And but So it was like a variable learning experience. So from there I went and I was an engineer at an AI tools company. Then I was a manager. Then I was director. Then I was CTO, running all the technology build. And then I started running product management too. And so that was how do you how do you take technology? How do you take people and build those products? And that was that's that's the fundamental thing that drives me. Okay. So then you talked a little bit about the career path. How did you get to Interna? So I've been doing that. I've been doing that for a long time. And six or seven years ago, I realized what my real skill was, was building teams that built products. And so I jumped off on my own and I started helping companies that were building technology products, but weren't doing it very well, or were about to hit a scale point and didn't know how to scale. And so I started helping those companies. What is your product management team doing? What is your engineering team doing? Are they working together? Are they focused on the value you're trying to create? Are they doing that effectively and how to do that better so they can get product market fit faster, use capital more effectively, and just be better as a company? 
Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Talk to us a little bit about so who, can you give us some examples of, yeah, you can withhold names if you need to, of the types of companies that you're working with and the results you're able to help them achieve? Sure, absolutely. Everything from small startups to big Fortune 500 companies. So uh, I helped the Walt Disney Company with the Disney ABC Television Group. With lynda.com before it got sold to LinkedIn for $1.5 billion dollars. But small startups you've never heard of before. I'm helping a, a LA-based celebrity now start a company up uh, right now. Is in its that company's six, seven people right now. But it's variety of sizes, but always the problem of how do you build technology products more effectively? Okay, and then obviously you've got some sexy numbers on there. Talk to us a little bit about the 600 million page views a month and a million video view day, video views in a day on mobile. Yeah, so those were uh, some different companies. One was a company that was helping with domains and internet domains and uh, just getting a lot of traffic. It turned out the people that were going to the wrong domains. And so that was about how do you take that kind of misplaced traffic and redirect it to a place where consumers can get to where they want. And then that was funded by ad sales. The video views was when I, when I was at a company called Break Media, and I was running technology and product there. And we had a bunch of video, some like Smosh video that we developed ourselves, that we hosted ourselves or hosted on YouTube or hosted on mobile, uh, some user-generated uh, user content. Uh, and it was just how do you do that at scale and how do you do that so that you are presenting the right videos to consumers and not spend a ton doing it? Obviously a valuable proposition. So what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see companies making when trying to scale their teams and their tech to deliver their technology products that you're helping them fix? Oftentimes people think software engineers job is to write code or product manager's job is to write user stories or roadmaps. Those are components of their jobs, but those aren't fundamentally their job. Their job is to deliver a product. Software is something you happen to have to do to do that well. And so people miss that. And they say, engineers, we'll just tell you what to do. You get it done. And the engineers are the people in the back room. You just throw bananas at, and then they get stuff done, right? That doesn't scale. And these engineers can get jobs anywhere. And someone can always pay them more money. Facebook or Google can pay them more money. And so unless they're engaged in who you serve and how you serve them, and whether, whether you serve them well, they, A, won't be as engaged in their job, but, but B, engineers can, do, can write code three ways. And unless they have the context, they're not likely to consistently write it the right way. So it's... Thinking about those jobs wrong is one of the things that people fail at. Second of all is it is a focus on mission. So who are we here to serve? If we go build a great product and put it out in the world and have margin on transactions, we will make money. It's the question of do you understand your market? Do you understand what, the, what they want? And then do you have metrics once you put a product out to see if you got it right or not? All product managers are horrible at their jobs. Everyone. It's not a job you can be good at. You, you have an idea of what you think the market wants, but until you release something, you don't know exactly what they're going to use. And so the question for a product manager and a question for an engineer is, 
what's our goal? We believe by doing this product, we're going to have this effect on this, this market, and we'll know we see this metric move. So how can I build the smallest thing, get it out in the market, get feedback, and then say, how did we do? In software, it's very easy to release and then get feedback and do it again. It's different than a consumer package good. So we should take advantage of doing that for these technology products. That makes a lot of sense. You've managed multiple teams of hundreds and hundreds of folks literally around the planet. How do you, how do you do that? How do you lead a team that isn't physical all in one place and get great results? Well, it's, some of it is people understanding why they're doing it. And I often have them repeat back to me, who do we serve and how will we know? But also there's a methodology about how do you manage people? So I will say, here's a goal set we're trying to get to, and here's why. Please argue with me. And I expect them to ask me hard questions. The reason I want them to ask me hard questions is there's some things they know that I don't know. They have some data that I don't have. We're going to have a conversation about it. And, and sometimes if we disagree, it's going to be because I didn't communicate well. Or it might be because they know something that I didn't know. But we're, either way, we're going to have a conversation. We're going to agree on the goal set. Then I say, go away and come back and tell me how you're going to achieve that goal. And my job then is to ask them the hard questions because I have broader context because I'm seeing many, many more projects and many, many more people than they are. And so I have some context that I have. I'm going to ask them hard questions. Then we're going to, then we're going to conclude on, great. We know what the goal is. We know what the, the method for you to get there. Go run, the, go run the race. My job is to get impediments out of your way. So I'm going to run the race. I expect, I'm going to check in with them. How are they doing? Hey, we time box this thing. This is going to get done in two months. Give me an update every, every sprint, every week, every two weeks, whatever it is. And they're going to give me updates. But my job there is really getting impediments out of, out of your way. You guys are working really hard and you, everyone's out late night. Someone needs to order pizza. I'll do that. Like your trash can is full. I will empty it. I want you guys to run the race. I want to create the environment by which you can be successful. And then we'll measure that success on product release. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. What do you like best about what you do? Oh, I love this. Um, so this is the best job I've had in my career by far. I get to see a lot of different business problems, a lot of different technology problems, meet a lot of people and really have an impact on companies and on the people in the companies that therefore have an impact on other people. But when I leave a company, so we do our consulting gigs and they might last three months, they might last six months, they might last nine months. At Disney, I was there 18 months. And when you leave, people say, you know, things are different because you've been here and things are better. And that's great. That's great. As I said, I'm, I'm congenitally a nerd, but I'm a relatively gregarious one. So like, I like to know that, you know, things have been made better for people. That's beautiful. What, what are some of the problems that a company would have that would let them know they need you? Uh, there's two types. One is uh, an executive, a CEO, a board will have a sense that they're just not getting enough output through the product development group. And they generally don't know why. And by the time it becomes apparent to them, it's probably bad. Um, and it might be the product development group. It might be the engineers, the product managers. It might be the CEO, right? But 
They have a sense of like, there's, we should be getting more out of it. I'm putting more into this. I'm not getting more out. That's A. B is we're, we just hit a pivot point. We, we are about to hit a pivot point where things are going to grow. We're hitting a new market. We just got new funding. And what got us here, I don't think is going to get us there. Can you just come in and do an evaluation and see where we're at and see where we're poised to go to the next level? It's those two cases where they're in pain or they're about to, they're, they think they're about to grow. That, that's usually when I get calls. How did those companies find you? Usually word of mouth. People that know me that at Disney, for example, I had done some work at Fo- the Fox Network Group. And the CTO of Disney ABC Television Group called one of his buddies at Fox Network Group and said, do you know someone? We have a website, www.turner.com. Um, you know, some people find us there. Uh, and then things like this, podcasts like this. Now, what, given all that you've accomplished and the amazing results that you've had, what's the best advice you've ever been given? That's a great question. Um, oh, here it is. I went to Ohio State and I was graduating and Woody Hayes, which was popular, not popular, very successful football coach, been fired from the university. He had hit a kid, terrible thing. He shouldn't have done it on national TV, twice stupid. Um, but he was still speaking at the university, motivational speaker. So I was graduating senior. There's 12 things I wanted to do before I graduated. One was meet him. So I happened to had met a trustee of the university. So I asked her, how do I meet Woody Hayes? And she, she uh, put me in contact with him, called him up. And I said, Woody, I got 12 things I want to do before I graduate. One's meet you. He said, I'm free for lunch Tuesday. So sorry, that was a little bit of a long setup. I sat with Woody for two hours, talk about whatever Woody wanted to talk about. Woody said to me, you know, I was, he played football at Denison. He had said, there were people that were faster than me, people that were bigger than me, people that were better equipped to play football than I was, but I knew one thing, no one could work harder than me. And I thought, Woody, that's something I could take with me. Turns out being smart is a very common commodity. Lots of smart people. That lets you run the race. Then you got to work hard. That is great advice. We appreciate your time. We know it's incredibly valuable. For our folks watching and listening, uh, where is the best place for them to go to learn more about you and what you do and how you can help? Uh, so our website, interna.com. Interna is I-N-T-E-R-N-A.com. Or you can hit me up on LinkedIn. Uh, David Subar, last name is like Subaru without the U, S-U-B-A-R. Hit me up at either of those places. Glad to talk. If you, need, okay. if you just need some advice, hit me up. Glad to even jump on a phone with someone. All right. We greatly appreciate your time. Thank you so much, David Subar of Interna.com. This has been Seth Green with Sharpreneur Podcast. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you next time. David, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC.
To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.